Hello, everyone, and welcome again to an Axe to Grind. I'm Chris Gary, reporter with Channel 7, and on the line, fresh from murdering us at his boot camp this morning, uh, Trevor the Axe Gilly. Um, thanks a lot for that, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, let's just cut to the chase. Billy Slater, should he be playing in grand final? Well, mate, uh, I hope he does. I really do hope he does play. Um, but... To the letter of the law, it probably is a shoulder charge. But I mean, in that situation, I just know I don't, I don't know what he does. Um, I mean, a shoulder charge more, you know, front on, and that's when the more impact is uh, crucial in those situations. Is you know when you kind of chest on uh, or shoulder on the chin or into the chest, you know, and and that was kind of more shoulder on shoulder, wasn't it? But to the letter of the law, mate, it probably is a shoulder charge. So I can, I can see both sides of the coin. Uh, I don't want to sit on the fence, but uh, I can see where both sides are coming. And um, I'd love to see him play, but then, then every now, next year, every player will say if someone's going for a try, they're able to shoulder charge him and, and, and get away with it. So who knows? And that's the thing. And and his only the Slater's only way of stopping. Fecky was to shoulder charge him, yeah, exactly. but get him have, into touch. Having said that, uh, you, you should you should have to tackle legally to stop somebody as well. Um, yeah. You know, if, if he had gone for the legs or gone for a traditional wrapping tackle, it's likely Fecky would have burst through sure. him. Um, but I, I think, well, too bad. That's that's how you're meant to tackle. That's you know, otherwise you could just ha- high tackle everyone, just elbow yeah, on the yeah. head and stop a try that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I suppose the. You know, as I said, uh, I'm kind of in in two two minds. As I said, well, the shoulder charge, uh, you know, from in general, um, you know, obviously that's been eradicated out of the game, and and you know that's that's fine. You know, I've got no problems with that at all. Um, yeah, but it's a it's a tough one. I mean, he's a uh, and, and this doesn't come into it. He's he's character uh, and how much he's played, you know, uh, brought to the game, I mean, that doesn't come into play as far as I'm concerned, but um, I think the big issue is, though, Chris, we're trying to, with rugby league, we try to make it black and white, mm. and it's not black and white, the game, you know no. what I mean? So, um, the shoulder charge, front on, yeah, I, mate, yeah, yeah, got rid of that, um, and that's well and good, um, but in that situation, it's probably a different scenario, but anyway, we'll see what happens, mate. Yeah, Slater does not deserve to miss a grand final for that hit. Um, but at the like, yeah, if, if you if that's allowed to go through to the keeper and he plays, it is yeah. open season on wingers. Yeah, yeah, you're right, especially in uh, try scoring situations, isn't it? You know what I mean? So and you, uh, yeah, you could have. And then what? How do you define side on? Like, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. sorts of messy Open complications. Up a can of worms, don't you? A bit yeah, terrible. I hope it gets through, but I'm kind of the back of my mind. I'm thinking. I don't like his chances. Yeah, well, I was down there in 2015 when Justin Hodges had a similar situation. His was a dangerous throw, and there is absolutely no way he should have got off that charge. Um, But when you get some ex-players in there who look at it and go, you know what, this doesn't deserve to miss a grand final for this, um, and they can just and often do just ignore the evidence. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. He doesn't deserve to miss a grand final for that. but I mean, then then the point situation comes into it, and you know, Jake Friend, um, obviously, uh, he didn't have enough points accumulated uh, to, with his uh, lift on uh, Greg Inglis. So I mean, and I'm I'm happy for Jake Friend as well. 
to be playing in the grand final. So uh, yeah, anyway, it's 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 all a matter of opinion, isn't it? I think if a shoulder charge doesn't contact the head, it should yeah, be, yeah. and it's grade one, it should be a hundred points. So no, that I'm with you. If I'm you plead you, guilty, you then you get off. Yeah, yeah, get someone in the head, mate. Throw the book at them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Anyway, we'll see what happens, mate. The other issue this week is Cooper Cronk. Uh, he yeah. has a rotator cuff injury. He was just at a media conference about half an hour ago where he admitted he was a long shot, is the words he used, and that yeah. he'd re- need to be doing recovery basically 24-7. Um, uh, you've had shoulder issues in the past. How difficult can it be to play with that? Yeah, well, I haven't had a rotator cuff problem. They tell me they're you know, very, very painful, uh, especially if you've got a tear in there. Uh, you're just going to make it a lot worse than what it is. Um, and I don't think you can really needle it up. And you know, not that I was really keen on getting needles anyway. But um, I, I mean, if he's going to be a passenger and, and you, you know, and he just runs out there and um, kind of just tells him where to be and whatever doesn't get involved, it's he's a passenger, isn't he? You know what mm. I mean? So. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Uh, no one wants to miss a grand final, um, but they kind of. I was trying to think of percentages, and if Billy Slater's out and Cooper Conk's out, what percentage are they, you know, uh, come down to if they're out? You know, what I mean, and I think Billy Slater is going to play a more of a part if he's out, or he's he's not playing a part, but he's out. Uh, I reckon that's a bigger, higher percentage. Of, of them losing uh, than the other way around with Cooper Cronk. I reckon they mm. cover for Cooper. Cooper's a sensational player. Love, love the, and he guides the team around the park. But I think Luke Keary can maybe take over that role. Well, he did in the second half, didn't he? He was very good. Where Billy Slater can't be replaced. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's, he's the best talker on the footy field I've ever seen. Not just in his attacking ability. Mainst- I mean, he bobs up everywhere. And, and you know, that try he scored, he, you know, Left Moreland, you know, you know, grasping for thin air, you know, basically, and he still has got the speed, but he organises the Melbourne Storm's defence like nothing I've ever seen before. His talk is, mate, is never, never ever uh, questioned. He, he just, he just non-stop. He, he must be able to talk after a game. The, the amount of talking he does on the football field is the best I've ever seen. So, mate, he'll be a huge, huge loss to the Storm, and and I'd kind of lean towards the Roosters winning. If he's not there, with with Kronk, you don't think it's worth it for him just to be out there as an organizer, just to shuffle the pass on and bark orders. It's not worth yeah, it if that's your only role. Yeah, I, I, I don't, no, I don't think so. Because um, they'll target him um, as well. The storm, they'll know that anyway. Because they'll target him. Um, he's going to get targeted anyway. Um, obviously, you know, obviously the back, the forwards and the back rowers, especially, um, it'll be going straight at Cooper. As much as I can, but with that, yeah, with that shoulder, um, I just, yeah, the way he was carrying it, unless he gets a bit more range and a bit more movement and he can at least, you know, get it above his head, um, I think, you know, I wouldn't be taking him in. So, I mean, it's a tough call, but I think Cooper's the type of bloke who will say, no, I'm no good. Or, mate, yeah, I think I'm, you know, a fair, fair chance of playing. So, um, I don't know. It's it's uh, she's a soap opera, soap opera this week, isn't it? So Absolutely. We'll, It'd yeah, be we'll, it, as a player. You blokes love it. You, can, oh, you don't have to do anything. It's it's sensational. More drama, <laughs> the better. Um, but as a player, say Kronk goes in there and yeah. the Roosters lose, and he's 
below par and he misses a couple of key tackles, yeah. he'd feel horrendous, wouldn't he? 100% he would, mate. Yeah, yeah. And, and he'd say, uh, I shouldn't have bloody played. You know what I mean? And, and that's, you know, yeah. but I think he's that he's that type of character. Um, it's all about the team, you know, as well. So, I mean, the way, just, I just didn't like the way, I mean, the way he was carrying it, you know, it was just, looked that bad, didn't it? Mm. You know what I mean? Anyway, but he's the only one can kind of really tell you. Oh, they'll be going 24 hours a day, mate. He'll be getting treatment uh, for the last few days. He would have been doing that, uh, you know, non-stop. So, um, you know, just sometimes, though, you get to a point where you just it's not going to get any better, only through time. You know what I mean? Like a, another three or four weeks might be a different story, but yeah, he doesn't have that luxury. Let's just rewind a bit to that game with the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. Uh, I just couldn't believe the inability for them to isolate Kronk. The Rabbitohs, I thought they froze in the headlights in that game. They, they went away yeah. from what worked for them all year and tried to grind out a game, a win against the best defensive team in the comp, and then in the second half didn't identify that, that Kronk was, you know, basically couldn't use one arm. Yeah, they frustrated him, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, with, with their defence, uh, the Roosters, which was... Um, and their hands let them down a bit, uh, didn't they? You know, in the forwards, they, they made, a, made a few uncharacteristic um, errors, uh, quite a few. And, you know, I've seen a few blokes drop balls and um, make a few blues that they normally don't do. You know, I mean, some of them. Um, so, yeah, it, it was... I think they'll be um, disappointed in their, the way they finished the season, South, but I thought they've... They've had a really, really good year, I thought. Uh, I think Anthony Seabold's done a really good job with them. Uh, you know, he's kind of reinvented their attack, hasn't he? You know what I mean, mm. this year. So, um, yeah, the, the old, uh, you know, the local derby. Uh, you know, I played at the Roosters and the South people and the, the Roosters don't get on. <laughs> so uh, there'll be plenty of Roosters people this week crowing and, and sticking it to their um, their neighbours um, who are South uh, supporters, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit, bit of a disappointing game for me, really, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. It didn't really live up to the hype, did it? No, no. Well, as I said, the a few few mistakes, and yeah, it's good to see a good, great crowd there. Um, yeah, but and I'll be honest, the first game as well, I thought the uh, the Cronulla um, Storm game too. I kind of that didn't really impress me that much either. Com- Compared to the week before, because you know with the one point difference between the two games, and and we're being harsh markers because you know it's it just really really uh, teams are really struggling this year to be able to back two, three, four games up, or you know to uh, stay at that level. So um, the Storm kind of shut up shop, didn't they? Really in yeah. the second after. Yeah, they did. The week off clearly helped both those teams immensely. Of course it did, yeah. Um, and, I mean, the Rabbitohs-Dragons game, both those games, you know, with such, you know, one-pointers, that would have really busted them up, coming up yeah, against exactly. a fresh team. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, finally, mate, what, what's your tip then? So, I think just we'll, – we'll, uh, we'll do this two ways. If Billy and Cronk are playing, who are you tipping? Um, I'll tip the Storm, mate. And if Billy and Cronk aren't playing – I'll tip the Roosters. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think Billy brings that much to the the Melbourne Storm. It's, you know, irreplaceable. You know what I mean? I can, uh, you know, could could put, you know, uh, Jerome Hughes or whatever back to fullback and it's just not the same. You know what I mean? So, um, look, you know, as I said, look, look, Luke Keery can kind of cover a little bit more 
for Cronk, then then the storm or the storm players can cover for Billy. I mean that's irreplaceable for mine. So um, just as I said before, the you know just the way he looms around the field and 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 every well, every team in the competition they try and um, say you know he's in their tip sheet, Billy number one. It, wherever he goes, is ninety percent of the time that's where the ball will be. You know what I mean? So um, they won't have to. Uh, be on their alert uh, best, you know, if Billy's not there. I mean, they'll still, you know, obviously be on their toes and regardless who's at fullback, but if Billy's just brings so much to the team. As I said, defensively, he organised that his defensive forward, uh, especially the, the tight fellas. He, they know where to be every time to fill in a hole, whatever, only because Billy is telling them where to go. Mm. He points and tells them where to go when he's standing in behind the line. Uh, to fill those gaps, so he won't be able to replace that, I don't think. And he, he's 35 years old and still burning players on the outside. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, his speed hasn't uh, you know, uh, dampened in any way, has it? You know what I mean? So he's kind of... Yeah, a lot of people are saying, why is he retiring? But you're the only one who knows, um, you know, and he's going, if he goes out, if he does, you know, play and they go out with a grand final win, what a great way for him to go out, you know what I mean? So... Uh, and he's right into his horses, he's breeding, uh, the breeding of the horses. I, I, I noticed during the Origin this year on the bus, he had the, the breeding uh, books and he was reading all about the horses and the whole time he was in camp, he was um, you know, checking on horses and he loves how uh, they all the bloodlines and how they all react together and you know, he's right into that. So um, uh, he'll do well whatever he does, mate, after footy. Yeah, I've always been of the belief that Lockie is the best fullback I've seen, but the fact that Slater's doing it at 35 and it's still so good, it's sort of, I don't know now. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he's kind of he's kind of revolutionised, hasn't he, the, the fullback role. I mean, and Lockie did an amazing job, you know, obviously to go from fullback uh, into the 5-8 role as well. That's, that's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's taken it to a whole new level. Uh, and, and I know being involved with clubs, when fullbacks nowadays try and uh, get tips or watch blokes, um, you know, pick up things and see what they do, Billy Slater's on the top of the list every time. Uh, so he's um, yeah, he's changed the way um, you know the fullback role is. I, I think the biggest thing though, I've never seen anyone talk, and I've said mm. before, and organise a defensive line like he does. You know, is unbelievable, and it must be so much give you so much comfort when you're a forward, especially a bloke who plays in the middle. And you know, there's nothing worse when you're when you're a tight forward and you run you run back to the side. You think there's right to be, and then you got to run the other side of the ruck. You know, what I mean, yeah. there's nothing worse. It's frustrating too. Like, but he just tells them where to be every time. So Tim Glasby and Bromwich and all those blokes, they'll be coming back in the line. He'll tell them he'll be pointing. They'll be looking for Billy. And so, and Billy points them where to go. You know what I mean? So you don't say right or left because they're coming back different ways. So um, their right side's different to his right side. So they, he'll be pointing and tell them where to go, and they'll they'll fill in those holes. It just gives you that comfort and that bit of reassurance that you're in the right spot. Well, hopefully on Sunday, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily want Billy to play, but I just hope it's a cracking game, and uh, you know. Rugby League's the winner, which um, wasn't the case on the prelims. And, yeah, I, I, my personal tip is I think uh, I think the Roosters win regardless of who is in or who isn't out. Yeah, yeah. I, 
as I said, I just think he's plays such a pivotal role to to the Storms setup, mate. That um, if he can play, uh, the rest of them will lift, and they'll just go, "How good's this? Billy's back. We're all right, you know." And they get a bit of a uh, bit of comfort out of that. But anyway, well, mate, I, I said the first round of the the semi-finals were magic. They were fantastic. Last week was a little bit flat. Um, but the grand final, it'll be a gangbuster, mate. Don't worry about that. Uh, regardless who's playing, it, it'll it'll be a pearler of a game. So, looking forward to seeing that. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time again, Gilly. No worries, buddy. See, See you, mate. An Axe to Grind is a production of Seven News Brisbane. Hosts are Trevor Gilmister and Chris Gary. Executive produced by Sally Eels and graphics by Paul O'Leary.